helping you plan for a successful retirement and what's right for you and your family. This is The Aging Hour with Bill Davis and elder law attorney Phil George of Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. The opinions expressed by the hosts and guests are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. That's uh, that's disclaimer guy. Disclaimer right? guy. Eh, disclaimer guy. Uh, always leads into the show to uh, to do the CYA talk. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what CYA is, don't they? Yeah, yeah. cover okay. yourself. Uh, he's Phil George. I'm Bill Davis. Phil George, uh, elder law attorney and counselor at law uh, with uh, Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. This is the aging hour. We mm-hmm. talk about everything uh, aging. That's because we're all doing it. Absolutely. All right. It so affects everybody. If you have a um, a topic, if you got a question, like we always do here, yes. just, just send it to us, radio at safeharborlegal.com, radio at safeharborlegal.com. You can also call Phil, leave a message, 360-746-7169, and we'll, uh, we'll take care of it Absolutely. on an upcoming show. So you got a bunch of email questions in your back pocket? We got a bunch of email questions okay. this last week. So we first one, how can I make my husband take estate planning seriously? Okay. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Second one, when should I start taking my social security wow it's That's, been a while since we there, talked about it depends security. right <laughs> it does yeah. until we get that sponsorship yeah uh third question is help my dad wants me to break him out of his rehab facility is it is this like like a like a middle of the night thing where everybody's going to be dressed in black and I think they dad got black eyeliner like and they and they break him out <laughs> i think dad would like that <laughs> okay uh, and, then and we'll do the wrap, the wrap up, up as well okay yeah, you know it <laughs> We'll do that. You want to jump in our first Let's question? Do it. All right. I have the email question in front of me here. It says, uh, I've been listening to your show for a while, and our standard joke, of course, is mm-hmm. we get a shiny new nickel. Shiny new nickel. Every time mm-hmm. uh, we get a new listener. Keep That's, them coming. Uh, I'm telling you, it's, it, it can add up eventually. It might pay for that latte you're <laughs> yeah, drinking yeah. right now. Maybe. Um, I hope you can help me. My husband and I are both in our 70s. We are relatively healthy, but of course, that can change very quickly when you get into your 70s. Hey, don't I know, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Uh, And we have uh, three good kids and a comfortable estate. We own our own home. Got about uh, about 450k in other assets. My husband's a good man. He's always been a good father and a good husband. Well, so far, so good here. Mm-hmm. The problem is I can't get him to do any kind of estate planning. We don't have any documents at all. Uh-huh. He doesn't want to talk about making a will or a trust. He doesn't want to talk about it. doesn't want to talk about what will happen after he passes. He doesn't want to talk about long-term. It sounds like there's a lot of he stuff he doesn't, he doesn't, want, to doesn't want to talk about. It. Whenever I bring up the idea of putting a plan in place, he just changes the subject and uh, uh, moves on to something. Now, yeah. How about them Seahawks? Exactly. You know? Ooh, boy. Well, well, what about what about your uh, your your planning, sir? How mm-hmm. about them cracking? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I need your help on this one. I got to get him to take it seriously. What can I do uh, to make an estate plan with me? Where or what, what can I do to make him make sure right. we do this? Right. And so this is you know fairly common. We get dad coming in. He doesn't want to talk about this kind of stuff. You know, this is this is yeah, this is something that we see f- fairly often. Mm-hmm. One of the spouses wants to take it seriously. One of the spouses doesn't want to take it seriously. And then, you know, and then where do you go from there? What do you do? How do you, how do you, 
you know, can you force somebody to actually take action? So you, I mean, you see this a lot, yeah. you know, like you said. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. um, why do you think the husband's so hesitant? I, I think this? there's a lot of reasons, but is I think it just that, the mortality thing. I think that that has yeah. a, plays a big part in it, right? I think that um, you know, a lot of people they just don't want to talk about the possibility of needing long term care or eventually dying or or needing help from other people or yeah. something like that. I think mm-hmm. that it's it's just, it's just kind of ingrained in some people where they just don't want to talk about that. So he just also, wants to put the hands yeah. over the ears and yeah. go, na, 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 Yeah. Okay. I also think that there's kind of a tendency, too, and we've talked about this before, where people are, the longer they wait to start planning, the more hesitant they are to start planning. Because they think it's too late. It, they think it's what? too late, or okay. they're embarrassed, or, or whatever else. Maybe he doesn't have his... Maybe he doesn't have everything in order like he wants it to be in order. So he doesn't want to go to an attorney and have to tell somebody, you know, exactly what his finances are or anything like that. I mean, the wife here seems to think that they're doing really good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe he doesn't feel the same way. Maybe he's scared or nervous to go in and talk to somebody. Maybe he's a little bit embarrassed about that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's just really not good at sharing information. Hmm. Right. Maybe he's one of those guys that wants to be the, you know, the, the, the lone wolf. Yeah. Doesn't want to talk about Can- anything. Can can she take a hot poker to him and and, and force him into estate planning? I don't think I don't think like you, you always know, say it's exactly. America, right? What happens behind closed doors? Yeah. You know, between the husband and the wife, that's fine by me. She well, can't force him. Okay, though, she can't force him. But yeah. uh, we've talked about the uh, incapacitated right. uh, rule, or right. uh, you know, the situation where yeah. you can have them declare absolutely. Yeah. And so that's the thing. And I don't know if that's a situation here, but if she it doesn't did sound think, like it. No. no, but if she did think that he was incapacitated, so if he was unable to make decisions for himself she could go and try to get a guardianship and a conservatorship over him um that's and we've talked about that a little bit too on this show that's kind of an awful process right that means that you have to go and and you sit in court and you're across from your husband at that point and Mm -hmm. you're saying you know he's nuts he can't uh you know he can't make decisions for himself and he gets the opportunity to go no uh -uh, that old bag is nuts and so (laughs) You know, it kind of <laughs> turns into a, it turns into yeah. a, a pretty bad Everybody situation. Everybody calling each other nuts. Exactly right. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you can, sometimes you can get doctors to write notes. You know, if, if your husband is really incapacitated, usually, you know, a couple of notes from doctors will go a long way towards that. But that really didn't sound like, like the case no. here, right? Mm. It doesn't sound like the case at all. And so, uh, maybe so what, you're, you're gonna uh, the problem if yeah. you sit there. First, first of all, nuts is one of my favorite words. I think it really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, we have we have a guy uh, works here at the station. He's gonna uh-huh. remain unnamed. That when he can't think of somebody's name, uh-huh. he always go, "Oh, you know, old uh, what's his nuts." You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's one of my favorite words. Uh-huh. You don't want to be in court screaming at each other. Right. And saying, "Hey, yeah. you're nuts!" No, exactly. you're nuts. No, exactly. And it, just, it, uh, yeah. it all ends up being adversarial. Absolutely, and, right. and you don't want that. And it doesn't sound like that's the relationship that they have. No. It sounds like he's a good dad, a good husband, coercion, good father. Yeah. Uh, so, being a good dad, mm-hmm. um, what about the kids? Should we? Maybe should the wife maybe get the kids involved? I do. I think that the wife needs to start thinking a little bit outside the box here. I think that obviously her strategy, if they're in their seventies now and he's still not going to put these things together, mm. whatever strategy she was using was obviously not working. So she has to kind of go back to the drawing board and start thinking a little bit about, you know, a little bit about coercion, um, about uh, you know making sure that uh, that he knows exactly how much this means to her, mm-hmm. um, making sure that. Uh, you know, that she explains to him, you know, what, what could happen to her if, 
you know, if, if he didn't get his documents together. And I think that's probably the way to approach it with, with most husbands. It's not, you know, uh, how is estate planning going to affect you, husband? It's how is the estate planning that you're not doing going to negatively affect your loved ones? Well, because what in, does the email, that look like? in the email I saw, they don't have a will or a trust. Right, they don't which, have anything. Which means... If he passes away, right. we've got a probate problem, yeah. don't we? And a big exactly. probate problem. And, or if he slips and hits his head and he can no yeah. longer make decisions for himself. Now his family does have to go and get a guardianship. So his family is completely unprotected here. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he needs long-term care, none of the documents are set up so that they can actually go and get him on Medicaid. He's, he's really putting his family in a precarious spot. Mm-hmm. And so if, if he's not inclined to, to listen to his wife, then you mentioned the possibility of, of bringing in the kids. Yeah. And I think that that's a great idea. Idea. Sit down, have a family meeting, um, talk about these different things. It, it, you know, it's might be tough to get him to the table, but I think it's important to really find out at that point if he's unwilling to come to the table and talk to his wife and his kids about that kind of planning. I'd want to know more about why, yeah, right? Yeah. What's really at the bottom what's of it? it? What's behind and, and, all Yeah, this. exactly. And, and what's kind of keeping him from, from uh, you know, a guy who's normally a good dad, a guy who's normally a good husband from coming in and taking care of that kind of stuff. W- so, would the wife have much success calling you, making an appointment? Absolutely. And maybe. Break, yeah. may, oh, here's here's the thing. Call yeah. you, make an appointment. Yeah. Tell dad we're going to go look at Christmas lights. <laughs> there you go. And there you go. He said, wait a second. This, is a, this is a law oh, office. What on. are we doing here? What the heck? Don't trick what? What's going and, and on? That's what my parents used to do to us uh, to take us to the doctor to get oh, yearly inoculations. And really? Shots. Yeah. They say, "Hey, we're gonna go. We're gonna go look at the Christmas lights." Oh. And we say, "Ah, it's July. You're not fooling us this time." Ah, <laughs> uh, that's why you don't like your flu shot. That's, that's why I don't get all of now. Here we go. You're gonna get me started with geriatric doctors and say, Phil, uh, "Bill doesn't get a flu shot." No. Bill doesn't get a flu shot, and I will defend that uh, till the day I die because Understood. the one time I got a flu shot, you got the I flu. got the flu. Understood. I've never had the flu. Other than that time. Right. Okay. So All I right. think there's a cause and effect relationship, and we're going to have right. doctors call in right now. <laughs> oh, no, no. no that couldn't right. be. you got to okay. get that guy so, off the air. So ba- basically, yep. have the wife call uh, 360-746-7169. Yeah. Make an appointment. You do Absolutely. an hour-long free consultation. I, I do an hour-long free consultation, yeah. but I do think it's a good idea. I mean, if... I think that probably dad doesn't know what the ramifications are of his decisions right now. And so maybe starting them out slowly by listening to the radio show like this or, yeah. or listening to a podcast in the background or or sharing this kind of information with your kids so your kids can bring it up. It's not you bringing it up, mm-hmm. but finding different ways to approach that. And believe this is one of the things that we specialize in is is including families in this decision-making process, answering people's questions um, and getting people pointed in the right direction. So mm-hmm. calling and making an appointment, uh, it's a free initial consultation, uh, 360-746-7169. It's a good idea. You want to talk about when to take Social Security? Let's do it. Uh, we will do that next on the Aging Hour here on KGMI. Any and all information provided by this radio program is for general information and entertainment purposes and is not intended to give legal advice. Listening or interacting with this radio program does not create an attorney-client relationship, and any information sent to this radio program may not be constituted as attorney-client privilege. It is important that you seek counsel and discuss your case with a competent attorney. Review your local state bar for information on each attorney you hire. Are you a woman worried about your aging parents? More than 75% of family caregivers in the U.S. are women. And unfortunately, most of these women end up having to leave their careers to take care of their aging parents. But this doesn't have to be you. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help. 
Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide your parents through creating an estate and retirement plan that will take you from caregiver to care manager. That means you won't be the one helping your parents bathe or get dressed. Instead, you'll manage the care who come to help your parents with their daily life so you can ensure your parents' well-being without having to sacrifice your career. Don't let a lack of planning steal your hard-earned future. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you'll be by your parents' side without putting your life to the side. Don't wait until it's too late. Learn how a plan from Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help your parents and help you. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. When you are a working mom, you wear a lot of different hats. You're the one making sure your family gets to school and work on time. You're the one making sure your family is happy and healthy. And you're the one that will probably be taking care of your parents if something was to happen to them. With everything else on your plate, your mental load is already maxed out. Well, I can help you when it comes to your parents. The friendly estate planning and elder law attorneys at Safe Harbor Legal specialize in listening to what is important to you and your parents so that they can help your family create an estate plan to avoid probate, mitigate long-term care costs, and to reduce the burden on your family. Let the good folks at Safe Harbor Legal take the stress out of your family's estate planning. To learn more, listen to The Aging Hour every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. on KGMI 790. We answer your questions about aging and show you a better way to think about estate and retirement planning. For more information, to make an appointment, or to access podcasts of our previous shows, you can go to www.safeharborlegal.com. That's www.safeharborlegal.com. Let us help you get your estate planning in order. How confident are you in your estate plan? Confident enough to know you won't run out of money from uncovered long-term care costs? Confident enough to know you won't be forced out of your home against your wishes? Confident enough to know you'll never become a burden on your loved ones? If you aren't 100% confident in your estate plan, it's not the plan for you. Don't risk it and don't wait until it's too late. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will make sure you can lead a dignified retirement and offer your family peace of mind. So you'll never have to worry about exorbitant expenses, being forced from your home, or becoming a burden. And if you don't have an estate plan yet, the attorneys at Safe Harbor Legal Solutions are there to guide you. Put your plan in place today so you can prepare yourself and your family for the future, no matter what it holds. Safe Harbor Legal will show you exactly how to set your family up for success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. The Aging Hour. We're always happy uh, when uh, you make us part of your Saturday. It's uh, brought to you by Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Phil George, elder law attorney and counselor at law uh, with us. I'm Bill Davis. And um, if you have a question, you got a comment, mm-hmm. uh, if you'd like to tell us that you're a new listener so oh, we can yeah. get that brand new shiny nickel. Man, oh, man. Do, do we each get a nickel or do they split it? We each get a nickel, don't we? Uh, I think we each okay. get a nickel. All right. I'm pretty uh, sure. You can, you can email Phil yeah. at radio at safeharborlegal.com. Radio at safeharborlegal.com. Phil's number is 360-746-7169. Let's jump into our next uh, mm-hmm. email question. It says here, my husband and I, we are in our late 50s. We have uh, both worked our whole lives and really looking forward to retirement, certainly. Uh, we own our own home. But still have a mortgage of about 150000 We would both like to start taking our Social Security as early as possible, but I've heard you don't get as much money uh, if you do that. I'd like to know what the rules are for taking Social Security. When can we take our benefits? How much would we get? Is there anything else we should be thinking about um, <clears throat> if we want to retire as soon as possible? So. 
Well, here's the American dream, right? Retire yeah. early. Yeah. Absolutely. They worked people, their whole life. I, I, uh, I know a lot of friends who yeah. took it at 62. Absolutely. It, it's a little less. Sure. But uh, they yeah. wanted to get it early. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of people that, that end up doing that. And there's a lot of people that just want to retire early, right? And well, this that's, is, okay, that's where you can start. Is yeah. it 62, right? Yeah, exactly right. No. All right. You can start at 62. Uh, I think that the, for most folks born after, I want to say, 1960, 60? the full yeah. retirement yeah. age is going to be 67. Mm-hmm. You can delay it up to 80. Age 70. Right. Now, like you were saying, there's a penalty for taking it early. Right? Well, I'll give you my example. Mm-hmm. I, I took it at 66 because yes. I was born in 53. Yep. I didn't want to wait until 70 because right. I found out I would be leaving, um, what was I saying? It was something like 80,000 on the table or something like that. Yep. The, the difference between taking it at 70 and taking it at the 66. Sure. Uh, and I would have to live you know, another 15 years to make up that difference. So that worked out for me. Now, you know, now I'm 70. I kind of wish I, maybe I had, you know, had right. waited. But, you know, I took that money at that time. We didn't need it. Right. Uh, I started investing it. Yeah. And it was it was for, you know, vacations, yeah. you know, and things like that. Uh, but I didn't take it at 62. And I mm-hmm. think you know why. Yeah. Because I was still working. Exactly. And yeah. You got well, a penalty there, right? Absolutely. You yeah. can get penalized for doing that. And so you do. You have to be a little bit careful. The income portion of it, the Social Security portion of it is just one small factor. But, you know, everybody's kind of has a, a different take on this. A lot of times you'll go and you'll talk to like financial planners and people like that or, or the point that you just made mm-hmm. where if you start taking early uh, instead of or at your full retirement age instead of waiting till 70, um, you get you get more money right over the right. time because you're going to get the payout over the course of those years. You yeah, don't I'm get as large of a payment. If you of do it at 62, it's, um, it's, it's well, about it's, a third less. It's about a, it's about a third less. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So if the average, if the average social security is about $1,700, I believe it's about $1,200. If they take it at 30, it's about $2,200. They take it at uh, 70. So it it is a big difference. It can yeah. be a big difference. And so my my recommendation to folks when they're when they're looking at this is to wait just as long as you can yeah. to do it. Yeah. Um, and I know, like we were talking about, if you talk to financial advisors, they'll say, "No, take it as early as you can and and invest it, invest everything." Mm-hmm. And my take on that is that if you're really good at investing, mm-hmm. right? If you're really diligent about it and making sure that you're investing this, then yes, that can be a really solid plan. But for most of us, we would probably reach the age of seventy. We wouldn't have anything to show for that $80,000 extra we got except yeah. for nothing, really, yeah. maybe some crap that we bought. And and now we've got a lower payment, right? And so for, for a lot of folks then, that, that extra payment when you hit 70 means a lot because people are. They're living longer and longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, studies show that if you, if you live to the age of 70, there's a better than 50-50 chance you're going to live to the age 85. So yeah. it's well, – and I would just because of my situation, I would say if these if they're in their late fifties and they're looking forward to retirement, mm-hmm. they're probably still working. Exactly. And if they take it early at yeah. sixty two, before for them it would be sixty seven. Right. Uh, I, it's something about the the um, they pen, Social Security penalizes you. For every dollar yeah. you make, you or make they, they take absolutely. a dollar away for every two exactly. you make or something like that. Absolutely. So, so you do. You get penalized for it. It's better yeah. to wait at least until yeah. 67 yeah. because then you don't have that penalty uh, yeah. if you if you want, want to keep working at right. 67. Uh, I, it seems like if you don't need it, the best yep. thing to do is – Hold on. Hold on. Absolutely. Right? Well, okay. and there's a lot else that goes into, you know, people think that the Social Security question is going to be the end-all, be-all of, of kind of whether you should retire early and what that looks like. Right. 
And I got to tell you that if, if you're looking for those social security payments to be your sole source of income in retirement, you're probably looking for a pretty hard time, right? Yeah. That, that's not a very high income for folks. In, there, in I'm retirement. assuming there's some other retirement issues. There are. There are a lot of retirement about. issues. You right. know, you've got uh, health insurance. You've got, you know, what are you going to do there? What are you going to do for other sorts of income? You know, what are you going to do for your housing and your legal docs and your finances and all that kind of stuff? All that stuff has to be touched on and kind of cr- twisted into it, not twisted, crafted mm-hmm. into a good yeah. plan in order to uh, in order to really be successful in retirement. Okay, so mm-hmm. they got to start thinking about uh, yeah. retirement income, right? Absolutely. Okay. And so retirement income, this is something for most folks. If you're seriously thinking about retiring, my my recommendation is going to be that you sit down with a uh, certified financial planner, mm-hmm. somebody that can kind of. Uh, Take down your 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 current income, how much you have in savings, what your expenses are every month. They punch it into their little computer plan for you, and they let you know exactly how much you're going to need per month in retirement to continue uh, living at the same standard of living that you are now. Yeah. And what that does then is it gives you a real hard target to shoot for. You know you're going to have to have this much income per month. Mm-hmm. And if that income per month is $6,000 and your combined Social Security is going to be $3,000, then you know you're going to have a little gap there. You're yeah. going to have to make up an income. Right. And so what does that look like? That can mean living off of off of the interest of your investments, if you're lucky enough to have any. Um, but it might also mean that, you know, you have to, these people here, they're saying that they've got $1,500 or $150,000 left on their mortgage and those kinds of things. You might not be able to retire right away. You might have to spend a few years mm-hmm. uh, just paying off that mortgage. So yeah. maybe you don't need as much in retirement. Um, um, and then really putting money away and saving. So mm-hmm. as much as you might want to retire, if it's not an actual financial reality, um, you might have to take another tact. And then sitting down with a good financial planner is a good way to start thinking about that. Um, we often uh, talk about health care, yeah. if they can afford it, yeah. um, about uh, health insurance, if they've yeah. got health issues, things like that. Yeah. yeah. And so that's a big one, right? You can't, for most people, right, the, the, the limiter on when they're going to be able to retire isn't Social Security. It's when are you going to take Medicare, yeah. right? When are you going to pay for your, or how are you going to pay for your health insurance if you don't end up uh, getting on Medicare? And of course, Medicare, like we've talked about on the show, is you have to be 65 to get on there. There are other ways to cover your your medical expenses. You can pay privately for insurance. And Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, folks, as a private business owner, uh, health insurance is really, really expensive, Mm -hmm. really, really expensive. Uh, you can, uh, under certain circumstances, you can, uh, continue your insurance coverage from your, your job. Um, but, and, and then they have these, uh, meta share programs where yeah. you can go in, usually they're faith based and you can kind of come into a, a co-op for, for medical insurance, but mm-hmm. figuring out what you want to do with your health care, your health insurance is going to be a, a really important factor into when you can retire. We, uh, when we talk about retirement, you know, yeah. one of your favorite subjects Absolutely. is making sure the, uh, the house is aged. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. Right. So they they, they say they've got one hundred fifty thousand dollars left on their mortgage. Right. I would ask them what kind of house they have Mm -hmm. if that house is going to be age friendly. If they've got a McMansion right and the bedrooms Mm -hmm. on the third floor and the bathrooms on the first floor or whatever else, if it's not going to be age friendly, then maybe they could save themselves a whole lot of time and energy by, you know, downsizing into something a little bit smaller something that they could just pay off directly from the sale of the, their current home, and then they wouldn't have that mortgage hanging over their head, something along those lines. So mm-hmm. that can help them out quite a bit. 
And then two, right? If if in retirement you have to worry about where am I going to be? Where am I going to be living? Do I want to stay in my home until the very end? And you have to be realistic about it. And we talk about this on the radio station all the time. The best way to do that is to go out there and hire an occupational therapist. Yeah. They're the same folks that the doctors use if you have a stroke and the doctors are trying to decide if they can send you home from the hospital. So you hire one, they come out to your house, the occupational therapist that is, <laughs> not the doctor usually, mm-hmm. uh, but you hire the occupational therapist, they come out to your house, they, they measure the hallways and doorways, they count the stairs, they do all that kind of stuff, and then they tell you what it would take to make your home age friendly. And then at that point, you can make good decisions. If, you're, if it's going to be too expensive to make your home age friendly or if it's just not possible, then boom, you know you're going to have mm-hmm. to move. So uh, getting that housing situation taken care of uh, is going to be incredibly, incredibly important. And they're going to make sure all their legal documents are oh, uh, taken care of, they're right? going to have to get all yep. their legal documents mm-hmm. set up correctly. I mean, that's, that's the... That's the structure that kind of holds all this together. If you want to put your family in a position where they can bypass probate if you pass away, or if if you want to make sure that one spouse can access Medicaid and you can mitigate long-term care costs or, or any number of other things, the legal documents and having them done correctly are the backbone of this plan. And mm-hmm. so getting those done, getting those done correctly and and having them in place, yeah, it's incredibly, incredibly important. Absolutely. Uh, I would recommend they uh, give you a call, make an appointment for a free consultation, 360-746-7169 if you want to get a hold of Phil. Uh, You can also email him, radio at safeharborlegal.com. That's radio at Mm -hmm. safeharborlegal.com. Next uh, email. Help. My dad wants me to break him out of his rehab facility. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sensing... sensing, Mm some tension. Well, and I'm thinking it's not a drug rehab facility. Oh. We'll see, though. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's coming up next on the Aging Hour here on KGMI. Did you know that if you have a will, your spouse will probably have to take your estate through probate after you die? That's right. A will is designed to take your estate through probate. That means your spouse will be responsible for paying your final tab after you pass. Probates are usually a minimum of $5,000 and take at least six months to complete. But we've all heard those horror stories about probates that cost way more and take way longer than that. If you want to learn how to avoid one of these fiascos when you or your spouse passes, then reach out to Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide you through a plan that reduces the risk of financial burden on the loved one you leave behind. Don't set your spouse up for failure. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you can keep your spouse from having to go through probate after you pass. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for future success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. If you're a working mom like me, you have plenty to worry about. I worry about my kids, my husband, my job, my parents, and society in general. I know I should be getting my affairs in order, but my mental load is maxed out. Well, one worry I can take off your plate is what will become of your kids if something was to happen to you or your husband. The friendly estate planning and elder law attorneys at Safe Harbor Legal specialize in listening to what is important to you so they can help you create an estate plan to avoid probate, to choose who would be the guardian of your children, and to reduce or eliminate death taxes. Let the good folks at Safe Harbor Legal take the stress out of your estate planning. To learn more, listen to The Aging Hour every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. on KGMI 790. We answer your questions about aging and show you a better way to think about estate and retirement planning. For more information, to make an appointment, or to access podcasts of our previous shows, you can go to www.safeharborlegal.com. That's www.safeharborlegal.com. Let us help you get your estate planning in order. 
Are you a woman worried about your aging parents? More than 75% of family caregivers in the U.S. are women. And unfortunately, most of these women end up having to leave their careers to take care of their aging parents. But this doesn't have to be you. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide your parents through creating an estate and retirement plan that will take you from caregiver to care manager. That means you won't be the one helping your parents bathe or get dressed. Instead, you'll manage the care who come to help your parents with their daily life so you can ensure your parents' well-being without having to sacrifice your career. Don't let a lack of planning steal your hard-earned future. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you'll be by your parents' side without putting your life to the side. Don't wait until it's too late. Learn how a plan from Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help your parents and help you. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. We're back for our third segment of the Aging Hour, brought to you and powered by Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Bill Davis here along with uh, my good friend Phil George, uh, elder law attorney and counselor at law. And um, let's see, should Mm -hmm. uh, folks, if they miss us here on Saturday, go to your website? Yes. Can they pick up the uh, podcast? Absolutely. If you're not... He asked knowing the uh, answer. uh, If if you were unable to listen to us on Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m., or Mm -hmm. if you were, uh, if there was a pearl that that we just happened to throw out there that that just sparked your imagination and an interest and you just wanted to share that with your family members then you can you can download podcasts of this very show and you can share it with your friends and family you can you can record them and give them away as as christmas presents remember when people used to make yeah. playlists and yeah. tapes and stuff like that i mean you know that's it's yeah it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving it does <laughs> and so the best way to find that now is to go to www.safeharborlegal.com that's www.safeharborlegal.com com. Scroll down just a little bit and we'll have podcasts there of every show we have and you can search by keyword and I've been told that the keywords aren't as extensive as I was originally as I originally thought so you can't look by nuts yeah, and you right. can't look by other words so you can't filter by rutabaga or sure. anything like that. But that's the best place to find it. www.safeharborlegal.com. I was just thinking you're talking about a Christmas present. I'd like to see the look on uh, Mom and Pa's faces when they open that box and there's a little flash drive in yeah. there and, and <laughs> it says it's a whole bunch of uh, aging hour shows and they look at the kids and go, "What? What in the what? hell? This is okay." Anyway, um, our next email question. Yeah. Uh, this one concerned me a little bit. It was sure. had something to do with busting uh, yeah. busting dad out of yeah. the rehab center. Yeah. Okay. My friend listens to your show all the time. That you know, we're getting a lot of these. I'm asking ah, for a friend. Right, right. Come on, sure. wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's say no okay. more. It's okay. okay. Uh, my friend listens to your show all the time, and suggested I send you my question. Okay, I need help with my dad. He had a stroke a couple of months ago, left him partially paralyzed. He's been getting a lot better with physical therapy, but he still has a ways to go. Before he's back to normal, my problem is that my dad is constantly asking me to get him out of the rehab facility and take him home. Mm -hmm. He says he hates the food there. Mm -hmm. He hates his roommate. He hates the way the place smells. And when I uh, showed him uh, to visit last week, uh, I actually, you know, when when she visited him last week, I uh, I packed a a bag because I— I think he you know, had a he bag. He packed a bag yeah. because, uh, you know, I should read these before I go on the air. <laughs> <laughs> she, when when she when he or she showed uh-huh. up, he had a bag packed. Dad had a bag packed. He is ready, to, ready go. to go. Uh, and he 
because dad thought I was going to break him out. Yeah. My question is, can I just take him home? Yeah. Uh, if I was able to get my dad back home, what's the best way to make sure he keeps yeah. getting the care he needs? Right. Okay. Here we go, right? Yep. And this happens. This this is something that, that we see, right? This is uh, where dad was. Uh, dad had the stroke. Dad goes to... Dad goes to the hospital for whatever reason. The hospital says, "You know what, Dad? You're not you're not able to go home. Yeah. Either your home's not friendly enough, or there's some kind of care you need that we can't send you home. Your family doesn't have a plan in place. Whatever that looks like, we're going to have to send you to a rehab facility." Mm-hmm. And so this is this is part of that slippery slope, right? Our whole medical system is set up so that when older folks, when something like a stroke happens, or something like a, a broken bone happens, or something mm-hmm. like that. You start at the hospital, you go to a rehab facility, and then you go to a nursing home, right? right. Um, that's kind of how the the whole system is set up. And, and you have to kind of pull the strings in the right direction to to break out of that mold, to break out of that that uh, that that formula that the hospitals have set up. And mm-hmm. so this is something that, you know, dad finds himself now in a rehab facility where, you know, it the, yeah, the food sucks. And, and, you know, the person that you're staying with in the room, there's a pretty good chance that they're not coherent. And, right. You know, now you're somebody's getting up and forcing you to walk around the halls and do physical therapy and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I get this. I I, I hear this a lot that mm-hmm. that this is just something that people hate doing. As soon as they go into a rehab facility, they want out. And you know, another word for rehab facility is a nursing home, yeah. right? This is that's exactly what it is. So mm-hmm. I don't blame dad at all for wanting to get well out. you've said before uh you know he doesn't have to stay it's america right. and they, they they can't force him uh, right. to stay but there's some yeah. ramifications if you bust him out of there. exactly right? right so you can't just again the doctor gets to decide and it's not like they get to hold you there against your will right if dad wants to go home is if dad's physically able to go home and can figure out dad can go home but if you do that if you go home against doctor's orders then you stand to you risk basically losing your medicare coverage for everything that took you into that hospital in the first place. And if you think about the magnitude of those costs, hundreds of thousands of dollars potentially, or even half a million dollars potentially in in these medical bills where now that would just all be on you, most people say, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll stay here in this rehab facility just a little bit longer. Uh, Well, let's say they've made the decision. Dad's got his bag packed and they're going to go ahead and get him home. Uh, What do you have to think about when when you're getting him home? The, the, the best thing to do here is to prove to the facility, the, the doctors, that you have a good plan in place, right? Okay. Have to have a good plan in place. And that always, in my mind, starts with a geriatric care manager. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell us a little bit about a uh, geriatric care manager. So a geriatric care manager is usually somebody that has worked for something like hospice in the past, right? Mm-hmm. And what the, if you know anything at all about hospice, what hospice will do is they will, or one of the things they will do is they will help people keep people at home during the last six months of their lives. Mm -hmm. They'll come together and they'll build a plan. They'll bring the medical equipment in. They'll build a plan of care and they'll bring the people in and they'll even provide spiritual help for the person and the family and all that kind of stuff. Well, there's no magic to that six-month number. So if we can find somebody that has that experience building those kinds of plans for folks and they can give us a plan to keep dad home for the next two years or three years or five years or whatever – then now we can ask them to give us a bunch of information to help create that plan. And so what they'll do is they'll give you an assessment. They'll tell you what it would take to get dad home, uh, what kind of plan to carry you'd need, what kind of medical equipment you'd need to accomplish that. 
Um, they'll let you know, um, you know, how many, how many people would need to come in on a daily basis to keep dad, uh, dad healthy. They'd let you know whether or not he'd functionally qualify for Medicaid. They'd, they'd tell you all of that. And so when you're done, then you have a plan in place that you can actually take to the doctors. Mm -hmm. And that becomes incredibly important because doctors are extremely risk averse, right? They don't, they don't want to send somebody home if they think that that person is going to trip or if that person's going to re-injure themselves or something like that. So you're much more likely to be successful in bringing dad home if you've got a plan in the first place. And one of the best ways I've found to do that is to reach out to a geriatric care manager and have them help you build that plan. Probably bring in an occupational therapist. Too. Absolutely. And, and, you, and you have to, right? Because a geriatric care manager, they're going to help you build a plan for dad. But if you just turn around and you tell the doctor, oh, yeah, I'm going to bring dad home. And the doctor says, well, it says here that we already talked to an occupational therapist. And, well, you have 12 flights of stairs to get to your bedroom. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, they're not going to let you do it. So the best thing to do is to hire an occupational therapist first to go to dad's house. So the occupational therapist can walk through, tell you what needs to be changed to make sure dad's home is age friendly. And then you can either make the changes that need to be made or now dad has to make a decision. Um, If I want to truly get out of this rehab facility, maybe I have to sell the home I'm in now and find something that's more age friendly. Mm -hmm. But at least you know at that point and you're starting down the road to getting dad out of the rehab facility. Well, and you've talked to us uh, before, Phil George, by the way, here with the uh, Aging yes. Hour brought to you by Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. You talked to us before about the cost. It was like yeah. uh, it can run like 10K a it month is. for it, uh, and, home and, and that's that is now I've been using that $10,000 a month figure for about the past five years. Are you and thinking it's, maybe it's, it's a bit low now. Hmm. It's a bit low now. I think it's about $10,500, $10,600 a month. It's incredibly Medi- we, expensive. We talk about Medicare a lot. How long will they yeah. take care of those? So right now, there's a good chance that Medicare is continuing to pay for dad's care. So yeah. Medicare will pay for up to the first 100 days of care mm-hmm. uh, in a rehab facility. Now, this is going to sound strange to folks out there, but in order to actually get Medicare to pay for those first 100 days, you have to make sure that when dad goes to the hospital originally with his stroke, that the nurse's station has him in an admitted status mm-hmm. and that they keep him in the hospital in that status for three midnights. Yeah. If they do that, and I know that sounds complicated and weird, but if they do that, then Medicaid will pay up to the first 100 days of care. Now, that's up to 100 days of care. It never actually gets there. Usually sometime in the first three weeks or six weeks or nine weeks or whatever else, usually on a Friday afternoon, Mm -hmm. the social worker will come into dad's room on a Friday and they'll say, Oh, well, you know, Mr. George, I'm sorry, but you've started make you've stopped making progress. Mm-hmm. And because you've stopped making progress now, as of Monday, your family is going to start paying privately. Yeah. And the only thing more expensive than long-term care is rehab care because mm-hmm. rehab care is actually about $14,000 a month. So, um, well, once uh, Medicare says, okay, we're done here, what are their options? <sighs> so, uh, there aren't a lot of good ones, right? You've got long-term care insurance policies, and we've talked about those. Um, and and for the right situation, long-term care insurance policies are, are good, right? They, they help cover them. Um, most people don't have them, though, and most people don't have them because the, they're expensive, and they just feel that they don't need them. Right. So uh, if you have them, good. If you don't, it's probably too late at that time to really do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can pay privately. And so this is for folks that if you have if you have three or $400,000 and it's it's kind of liquid money, if you're, if you're in that position, you should be able to take care of somebody. Uh, you should be able to, to, 
you know, provide them with the kind of care that they're going to need for as long as they're going to need it. Um, and then for other people or for people that don't want to get the long-term care insurance and they don't want to pay privately, there's always VA or Medicaid. Yeah. And what I tell people here on this radio show is all the time is if you have your legal documents done correctly, if dad has his legal documents done correctly, uh, especially with a married couple, mm-hmm. um, I can get one spouse if they get sick onto Medicaid and you can save virtually 100% of the estate. So you don't have to run out of money due to these ungodly long-term care costs. Best thing probably is to uh, give your office a call yes. at uh, 360-746-7169 that's for that uh, free consultation. Do. And uh, you can help put a plan in place, Absolutely. which is the main thing. That's, that's what they need. Yeah. yeah. Feel like wrapping it up? Let's wrap it up. Okay. The big wrap-up coming up next on The Aging Hour here on KGMI. Any and all information provided by this radio program is for general information and entertainment purposes and is not intended to give legal advice. Listening or interacting with this radio program does not create an attorney-client relationship, and any information sent to this radio program may not be constituted as attorney-client privilege. It is important that you seek counsel and discuss your case with a competent attorney. Review your local state bar for information on each attorney you hire. Isn't it finally time to get your affairs in order? You've been putting it off and putting it off, but did you know more than 70% of retirement plans fail when families need them most? Don't let your family be one of the 70%. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will show you how to give yourself the best possible chance at a dignified retirement and the best possible chance for peace of mind for your whole family. That means no running out of money from uncovered long-term care costs or extravagant death taxes. No being forced out of your home against your wishes and never becoming a burden on your loved ones. Don't let a lack of planning spoil your retirement or your family's future. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you won't have to worry about being one of the 70% that fail. Let the folks at Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. When you are a working mom, you wear a lot of different hats. You're the one making sure your family gets to school and work on time. You're the one making sure your family is happy and healthy. And you're the one that will probably be taking care of your parents if something was to happen to them. With everything else on your plate, your mental load is already maxed out. Well, I can help you when it comes to your parents. The friendly estate planning and elder law attorneys at Safe Harbor Legal specialize in listening to what is important to you and your parents so that they can help your family create an estate plan to avoid probate, mitigate long-term care costs, and to reduce the burden on your family. Let the good folks at Safe Harbor Legal take the stress out of your family's estate planning. To learn more, listen to The Aging Hour every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. on KGMI 790. We answer your questions about aging and show you a better way to think about estate and retirement planning. For more information, to make an appointment, or to access podcasts of our previous shows, you can go to www.safeharborlegal.com. That's www.safeharborlegal.com. Let us help you get your estate planning in order. Did you know that if you have a will, your spouse will probably have to take your estate through probate after you die? That's right. A will is designed to take your estate through probate. That means your spouse will be responsible for paying your final tab after you pass. Probates are usually a minimum of $5,000 and take at least six months to complete. But we've all heard those horror stories about probates that cost way more and take way longer than that. If you want to learn how to avoid one of these fiascos when you or your spouse passes, then reach out to Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide you through a plan that reduces the risk of financial burden on the loved one you leave behind. Don't set your spouse up for failure. 
With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you can keep your spouse from having to go through probate after you pass. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for future success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. We're back on the Aging Hour, brought to you by Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Bill Davis here. I just pressed the buttons. The knowledge and the expertise comes from (laughs) Phil George, Uh, elder law attorney and um, counselor at law with uh, Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Uh Um, Anytime uh, you want to get a hold of him, 360-746-7169. You can email Phil, radio at Mm safeharborlegal.com. Lots of uh, good emails today. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we did. We had a lot of good emails today that came through. Uh, Before I do the emails, though, I just wanted to kind of throw this out there to everybody that's listening. If you're listening to this show, uh, I've been seriously considering changing the wrap up here and making it maybe a different section. Uh Maybe where where Bill and I talk about things that just, uh, you know, that caught our eye during the week, you know, things that maybe are in the news about uh, folks and aging and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, So anyway, send us if you want to vote, vote via email. Uh, Send me an email. Radio at safeharborlegal.com. Let me know if you want to stick with the wrap up, mm-hmm. uh, which of course is my favorite. Yeah. Or if you want to move to something like uh, uh, some corner, sort of segment where where Bill and I'd be talking about current events or things that upset us or or just Boy, random. If we, if we had been stuff. doing this uh, uh-huh. a few weeks ago, we could have talked about Batman yeah. uh, getting in jail. Did you hear about that? Would, no. Yeah. There was a, it was it was a few weeks back at a, at a uh, well. I'm turning this into the not wrap up. Ah, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Uh, uh, there was a, a guy with a gun in an apartment complex. He, he went into a friend's ha- a friend's apartment, started beating him up, yeah. and then he went to get his gun, and then they started shooting shooting it out. Luckily, nobody got hurt. Huh. Uh, but when it was all over, uh, I guess when he ran out of bullets or yeah. whatever, he ran back to his apartment yeah. and put on his Batman costume wow. and tried to flee the scene. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And he got arrested. Huh. You know, the cops got him. Yeah. And so Batman is in jail. Interesting. I thought what was so funny about that was his name was Thomas Paine. And to- <laughs> and hold on, Thomas was uh, Bruce Wayne's dad's name, oh. first name. And Paine rhymes with Wayne. Oh. And I was thinking, huh, oh. why, why would you go get a gun, have right. a shootout, and then go put on your Batman right. outfit? Right and and you think you put on your Batman police. outfit first? Do you think because I you're mean, Batman, the police will go? Oh, you're Batman! Absolutely. Thank you, crime fighter. Right? The, yeah. The Dark Knight. By the way, yeah. you know what one of Batman's pet peeves is? Uh, when people call him the Batman, oh. he says it's just Batman. Right. I'm not the Batman because there's more than one. Yeah. So, no, that but makes no, that, sense. that's what we'd be talking yeah. about. Stuff like that, which is yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and don't you wish that the good folks that went to uh, Ohio State University would have that same thought? It's not the Ohio State. Yeah, it should just be it's Ohio, Ohio State. State. Exactly right. It's not, and and, and down in Miami, it's yes. not the U. Absolutely. Come on. I mean, yeah. come on. That's just that's that's ridiculous. I don't know. I don't even know why we should do a wrap up. You and I. <laughs> no, let's let's go ahead and talk. <laughs> but <laughs> if you want to vote, yes. just non wrap up yes. or wrap up. Yes. Uh, radio say. Farberlegal.com. Uh, we'll either do a wrap-up if you vote for... How long do you want to do the voting? Uh, we'll leave the votes weeks. open for a few weeks. Okay. Yeah, we'll just... Yeah, we'll see how many little shiny nickels we get. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we had an email today about uh, uh, trying to make the husband yeah. take estate planning seriously. Right. Exactly. The husband wasn't... Was, was actively avoiding estate planning. They're in yeah. their 70s. They had... Uh, he was a good dad, good father. They had assets, and he didn't want to talk about anything. They didn't want to talk about wills or trusts or... 
finances or anything like that. And so what could she do? And we talked about how she just can't whack him with a frying pan or anything yeah. like that. Uh, she has to get him into the, she has to talk him into it. Convince him Absolutely. that it's his idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think the best way to do that is to really get down to the point that he's not doing it for himself. You're not making a will for yourself. You're not making a power of attorney for yourself. You're making a will or a power of attorney or preferably a revocable living trust so that you know when mm-hmm. you pass away, your wife's not going to be in a bad position, right? So, and you—I mean—you want to avoid guardianship and you yeah. know, th- things like that. So the, the main thing is just get the family together, Absolutely. talk about it, and you know, get a plan going. Definitely. Um, we had another email about uh, how early should they start taking Social Security, right. and that totally depends Absolutely. on your situation it, it and really what you want to do. And so these people were in their late fifties; they wanted to retire as soon as possible, and so they're looking at Social Security as their income and when they should start taking it. And, of course, you can start taking it 62. You get about 30% less there than you would if you took it at full retirement age of about 67 or so. Or you can wait until 70, and you can get about 8% more each year that you wait after 67. Um, what I would tell these folks, though, is that at in your late 50s, there are more things you have to worry about than just Social Security if you want to be effective in retiring early. It's absolutely possible to retire early, but there are more things you have to put together. You have, yeah. to, you have to work with a financial planner. You have to make sure you have more in income. You have to pay off that $150,000 mortgage. There's right. all sorts of things you have to do. Health insurance, all sorts of things. Um, and so... Don't think it's as easy as just, oh, I turn 62, I get my Social Security, I get to stop working forever, because they don't give you that much money. No, there's some ramifications you got to think about. Uh, My favorite email of the day was, uh, Dad's got his bag packed at the rehab facility, and he wants his uh, kiddo to break him out of there in the middle of the night. You know, they they dress up in, you know, the all-black ninja outfit. Oh, I like that. But actually, Dad wanted to go home, but you got to be careful about that. Exactly. Dad wants out, and that's under understandable the food in these places sucks the you know the you're you're with a roommate and it doesn't smell good and all that kind of stuff and so what you, but what you have to remember is is it is America they can't keep you there against your wishes but if you leave against doctor's orders you're probably going to be financially responsible completely for everything mm-hmm. that took dad into the hospital in the first place and so you that was get a stroke Medicare benefits hundreds probably. of thousands yeah. of dollars right. might be due by dad at that point which mm-hmm. would just be awful so the best way to get dad out of the hospital and back home is to create a plan sit down with a geriatric care manager sit down with a, a, a really good uh, and, and handsome elder law attorney and and make a plan about how to get dad home and bring him home successfully. And that's mm-hmm. probably the best way to do it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, these are topics uh, that you bring up uh, when, let's say, I know you occasionally do a seminar, yeah. but you also, uh, yeah. you go out to uh, public groups. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't just walk out of your office and right. stand on the street corner no. and start yelling this stuff. Right? I, I did when I first started my business. <laughs> it's like, make a plan, make, over here, make over a plan. Well, you plan realize hair. if you did that, then plan you, hair. That, that would be like, you know, picking up the will yeah. off the road, exactly side right. of the road. Exactly right. No, you, Nobody wants you a road. Will. Go out to groups. Uh, yes. They invite you to uh, to come exactly. out and talk about stuff yeah. like this. And we've had just a really busy year with this. We've talked to uh, Bellingham Police Department. We've talked to talked to a few different unions. We've talked to a few different fraternal orders, a few different churches. 
talk to just about every senior center in the in the in the state uh, and so we do we talk to a lot of these folks as they come through and and what we do is we talk to people about how to plan successfully for mm-hmm. retirement um, you know study after study is coming out telling people that uh, you know if you're not real careful then your family is going to fail in, in retirement your plan's going to fail in retirement mm-hmm. your family's going to end up having to pay way too much in long-term care costs or they're just going to stop start fighting or whatever else and what I talk to people about is how to plan successfully for retirement, how to think about planning a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, the the education that we give people is very, very well received. So if you're out there and you have a group and you would like us to to come and talk to you, uh, we're we're full up for the rest of this year. Uh, so we won't be able to come out and see anybody that's not already on our calendar through the rest of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you'd like to, to get in there early and start uh, putting a plan together for your folks for uh, 2024, for, uh, just go to my website, uh, www.safeharborlegal.com. Scroll down just a little bit, and you'll be able to—you'll see a button there that says uh, to where you can request information for us to come in to talk to your group. He's here every Saturday and Sunday at one o'clock. Uh, Phil George, elder law attorney and yep. counselor at law for the Aging Hour, brought to you by uh, SafeHarborLegal.com. I guess we can do it all over again. You know we can, folks. Right. Remember, you don't have to set your family up for failure in your retirement. Let us show you how to set your family up for success.